Thanks, everybody, for coming out on this uh, gorgeous uh, Chicago evening and braving or staying indoors uh, for a, on a night like tonight. My name is uh, Dan Albrick. I'm with uh, Leopardo Construction. I am the program's co-chair, along with my partner, Jeanette Outlaw, with OFS, who chairs uh, the program's committee. Um, this whole month um, is our Lemons to Lemonade month, and it's all about kind of the... You know, the upbeat side, you know, what can we do? It's about innovation. It's about the new tools. Uh, and that takes us to tonight's topic. It's our second installment of uh, Challenging Economy Digital World. Uh, so practical applications, real-world tools. Uh, after the last one, a lot of people got some great feedback as far as some of the practical uses of the tools that are uh, presented for you today. Um, I'm going to introduce our moderator, Adam Meek. Uh, earlier in the year, we also talked about change and all the change that's going on. And... Uh, and uh, not only just change in the workplace, but also personal change. And that takes me to the change that's taken place in the last, uh, actually, what, two weeks since our last one? Uh, uh, yeah, well, actually, uh, yeah, last, uh, yeah, Friday. Friday. So Friday. So that's fresh. So since Friday, yeah, that's quick change. So yeah. formerly with, uh, with uh, DLA Piper, now uh, has an, on his entre entrepreneurial cap, yeah. uh, now founding member or founding partner, I guess, at the... Uh, Brownfield Management Associates. Yes, thank so you very much, Dan. I'm going to, uh, Jeanette, go ahead. Um, before we do, I just want to give you the format of the evening. Um, so we're at 6.09. We're going to try to end close to 8 as possible. I know we ran a little over yet uh, last, last time. Um, we're going to be here for about 20, 25 minutes. We'll have short answer, and uh, question and answer. And then we're going to break up into three groups. We have three studios this evening. Um, we'll have... Uh, a third of you stay in this studio, another third in the uh, bar, we'll, we'll help you when we move, um, bar studio, and then another one in the center. And then every 30 minutes we'll rotate so that you can have access to all the different programs. And in between you can run in and get your refresh, um, but we'll, we'll stay as close to 8 o'clock. Yes, we ask you to do that quickly so that we can continue on and uh, make this uh Quick, uh, but educational, informal, <laughs> informational <laughs> evening. So, right. I'm going to turn it over to Adam to introduce the rest of the speakers. Great, George. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, welcome, everybody. Um, as Dan indicated, this is our second program on um, challenging economy, digital world, and uh, you know our goal for tonight is to further assist you in trying to understand what these resources are and how you can use them. Um, as I mentioned last time, you know, it's no secret to anyone that we're in a challenging economy. There's a lot of change happening uh, for a lot of different folks. And, uh, you know, with that challenge comes opportunity. Um, and what you have here is with technology, a convergence of opportunity and technology. And during the last session, um, there was a lot of focus on these new social media tools, getting into some of the details of them, uh, the components of them, how they can be used effectively. Um, some of the applications and uh, what we're going to try to do today and, and in fact if you didn't catch that you weren't here at the last session uh, you can see that on the website there's a webcast of that presentation um, tonight what we're going to try to do is is focus a little bit more specifically on the use aspect the how-to aspect of these various social media tools and and basically focus on turning social networks into economic value you know, how do you make these work for you? Um, so we have uh, a distinguished panel of speakers here. I want to introduce them. Uh, we have uh, Margie Sweeney, uh, who's vice president and head of the Chicago office of Bliss 
Public Relations, a New York-based PR firm specializing in public relations, corporate communications, and business-to-business business social media services for financial services, professional services, and real estate organizations. That was a mouthful. Yes. Um, Margie is um, a recent Cornette Global Chicago Chapter Executive Committee member and has worked in the corporate real estate industry since the early 1990s. Along with more traditional uh, services, her firm offers social media training, personal branding workshops, and ghostwriting uh, for blogs and thought leadership. That's Margie. We also have with us Gary Pines uh, with the Harding Company. And Gary is a sales business development trainer coach um, and coach specializing in professional services, working mainly with the doers of the work uh, who also have to be sellers of the work. Uh, he has worked with many different types of professionals, including consultants, lawyers, actuaries, wealth managers, recruiters, engineers, architects, and psychologists. Gary spent almost 20 years with Towers Perrin, a global human resource consulting firm. He successfully developed business with major corporations. He is a regular speaker and author on the topic of rainmaking. So we're going to hear more on that from Gary later. Uh, Sharon Crone, who many of you know um, from Cornette. Sharon um, has her own company, Sharon Crone Consulting, uh, real estate executive search. Uh, Sharon Crone has spent two decades serving the real estate industry. Her firm handles executive search, interim, and contract recruiting, and organization consulting assignments covering all real estate disciplines and product types. All that. Clients include corporations, developers, architectural firms, and real estate service firms, REITs, banks, and institutions. Sharon has long been an active member of the board of the Chicago chapter of Cornet Global and is the immediate past president of Commercial Real Estate Women Crew of Chicago. Uh, Sharon is a frequent panelist and speaker at industry functions, including Cornet, Crew, and Urban Land Institute, ULI. Uh, and her articles have appeared in numerous industry and business publications. So that is our uh, group of panelists, and we're going to be hearing more from them on um, a number of different topics. Margie's going to talk about, well, the title is Carpe Diem, <laughs> Social Media and Your Personal Brand. Yes, you have a personal brand. You just need to develop that and bring that out. And Margie's the person who's going to help you figure that out. You stole my thunder. Carpe yeah. Diem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, uh, real quickly, Margie, um, yeah. the second uh, presentation is going to be by mm -hmm. Gary, which is actions that can... Uh, make rainmaking more effective and efficient by using LinkedIn. And then Sharon is going to uh, round out the discussion with social media, networking, and your job search. Um, and then we're going to take one question, run it down the panel, and hopefully stay on time. And I'm going to do my best to make sure that we do that. So with that, I'd like to hand it over to Margie. <laughs> okay. It's yours. So one of the things that we talk to people about in social media, and this is this tends to be true in almost any kind of communication, but it becomes... Uh, exceptionally true in a digital environment where you're capturing people's attention and everything is moving fairly quickly. But writing in headlines and being relevant to your audience becomes extremely important. And so things like starting off with Carpe Diem, it, it matters because someone is going to, whether it's on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook, they're going to scan very quickly to see if you're someone who they want to network with and that they want to have a, a connection with and you need to be able to articulate very quickly who you are, what you're about, and what they can learn from you. And so what I think that no matter what your objective is, because everyone has a slightly different objective, 
you know, some I think it generally falls into three categories. You have people who are who are developing business for their firms, who are selling, who are driving revenue for their firms. There are people who are in a corporate setting who are really looking for learning and trying to figure out how can I help my company's bottom line. And there are people who are either in the job market or think they may soon be in the job market. So all of these things, it really doesn't matter what your perspective is. It matters that you provide content and material that's relevant to the people who are going to help you if you become connected with them. Because social media, more than anything else, is a world of choice. You choose who you are going to get news from and who you're going to get information from. And other people do the same thing. They choose that as well. And if you think about it, it's, it's very, very empowering. You know, in a very short amount of time, we've gone from a world where you had three television networks and your local newspaper who provided you, along with some select trade publications, who provided you with really the lion's share of your news. Now, if you engage in any one or two of the many social media tools, you can control the information that you're getting. You can choose the sources of that information, and that can mean that you can manage your time much more effectively and that you can build your personal network in a way that's, that's meaningful to you and meaningful to your company. Um, so what I would like to leave with everyone today is three basic ideas. And you're going to notice this is a theme. We did talk about it beforehand. <laughs> You'll get three, three ideas from each of us that you can take home with you. Um, the first one is that this is the moment for you to get involved in social media. If you have any question of, really, are, pe are corporate real estate people really there yet? Maybe, you know, I'm looking at the people who I'm selling to and I really don't see the CEOs and the decision makers on, for instance, on Twitter or on Facebook, that sort of thing. You know, they may not be right now, but these tools are going to be a part of our daily lives. So now is the time to get to know them and to, on a time schedule that works for you, start getting to know them, start taking the plunge so that when, so that the world is catching up to you instead of you catching up to the world over the next year or two. Um, the, the second thought that I think everyone should know when it comes to putting together your presence in social media is that every, every person in this room, every person in this industry can be a thought leader. Okay, it's, it's sometimes it's not something that you generally think of yourself as. It depends. Some people are published regularly. This is a title they're very comfortable with. Others, you know, it takes, it takes a little getting used to. But for, for everyone, there is a niche. There is, uh, there is a set of information that it will be of high value for you to share with other people that you're networking with online. And it may not be that you become a thought leader with a capital TL and that you're going to all of a sudden be a leading speaker in the industry or you know, the headliner at, at large conferences, but for the people that you are sharing information with, you could be, carve out your niche and become a very trusted source. And so it's important to figure out what is, what is my personal brand what can I be a leader in and what can I share with people that, that they want to hear and that they're going to value hearing and that will help me accomplish my objectives. So, for example, I'm, I'm very active on Twitter. I'm, I'm together with my colleagues in New York. I'm leading the Twitter training. When I, when I tweet, when I post things on Twitter, I, I don't post about my daughter's ice skating tournaments. Um, you know, it's a big part of my life, but it, it's not going to help me with my business. <laughs> you know, that's, n that's not what you'll hear from me. If, if you want to know if they won last weekend or not, you're going to have to call me. <laughs> um, uh, but what I do tweet about is corporate real estate, media, and PR issues. 
you know, those are the things, that's the type of thing that is helpful and useful to my business. And so that, that is what, that is the information that I share with people in, in, that, in, in that venue. So it's, it's a matter of finding, finding that area and making the most of it, either for you or for the people in your organization. I would, um, you know, I'm looking around the room and I see a, at, least, at least three people that I can count on one hand who are sort of ambassadors for their organization, who are gonna be one of the first people to explore social media for their group and then are going to be pulling the rest of the company in and sort of being the, the person who explains it all and gets people there. And so, you know, think about what, what, what are the topics that my firm can really deliver to people that is, that is going to be helpful to driving our bottom line. Um, last thought, be yourself, be authentic. Um, it, social, the world of social media and the, the world online will, is very democratic. And it's, it's very, um, it's a world in which if you claim to be something you're not, even if you're not lying per se, because I don't think, you know, I don't think most of us do that, but, you know, you don't, this is not a place where you want to stretch and try to be something more than what you are. Try to be the best of what you are. And there's, it's an important distinction when you are, when you are interfacing with people online. Um, those are my thoughts. There's a handout, and I'm happy to answer any more questions about that or about content creation for your social media strategy as the evening goes on. Great. Um, thank you very much, Margie. Um, Gary, uh, you're going to be talking to us a little bit about actions that make rainmaking more effective and efficient um, by using LinkedIn. Turning social networks into economic values, what Adam led off with. And that's a real key, economic value. What's economic value? Well, for those who have to sell, do business development, do rainmaking, whatever you call it, bring in business. The question is, what, does social net, what can social networks do for you? I believe social networks have tremendous potential for all of these. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg right now. The more we use it, the more we find out what it is. In fact, I think someday companies are going to have directors of social network or the chief social network officer. Now, we don't have those right now, but we could have those in the future. Let me give you a, a few stories before I get into my three points. An individual who I worked with a few years ago decided to download his Outlook into LinkedIn, and he had 500 names in Outlook. And many of these names he hadn't talked to in a long time. He got cards and he put the names in and, and didn't connect with them. I'm sure all of us have done the same thing. And he did this on a Saturday morning. 500 names were put into uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn found that 110 had matches, which means 110 of his 500 were already in LinkedIn. He decided to do a mass in invitation to all 110. Within one, one and a half hours on a Saturday morning, 10 people responded affirmatively, and one said, I think I have a lead for you. Within 10 days, 70 of the 110 had responded to him, and he was on his way to reconnecting with people that he knew, but he really had no way to connect with them, and this made it an efficient and effective way to do it. I had another person who, on the East Coast, was looking to do business with chief compliance officers searched LinkedIn for chief compliance officers on the East Coast, found 10 of them, made 10 invitations, three of them responded. 
he went out to see the three of them. Within three months, one of them became a new client. So these are situations that can occur. You can become much more efficient and effective. It doesn't mean that every time you do this, it can happen, but you can be doing this and you can be working this network while you're at your desk. You don't have to be out on the street talking to people, going to events all the time. You can be very efficient doing it. So the question is then, what actions might I suggest? There's a lot of different actions, but the three I'm suggesting right now are number one, use the advanced search. And the advanced search is just what I think is the regular search, but LinkedIn has made it better and better all the time, so they call it advanced search. And with the advanced search, you can search for any kind of names, classmates, six colleagues who you've lost touch with. You can search for company names, titles of people, geography, keywords that you want to put in, certain kind of real estate. If you want to put that in, you can put that in. And you see what comes out. And all kinds of names can come out. And then you can always focus it more. If a thousand names come out, you're not going to be able to, to see all thousand names. But an advanced search gets you to people you haven't really seen for a long time. For the people you knew and then for the people you don't know, identifies names and companies that you may want to connect with. And I'll give you two examples of this. Uh, last year, a person I hadn't worked with for 20 years was coming back to Chicago to work. He sent me a LinkedIn invitation. I said, wow, I hadn't seen this person. I was delighted that he sent me the invitation. We have now connected. We're now helping each other in the marketplace. There was no way I would have known where he was, what he was doing, but he found me on LinkedIn. And then the other one I'm going to let you know about is that a friend from high school, and my high school dates farther back than anyone here, <laughs> contacted me about a month ago. Now, I hadn't talked to her since high school. And she contacted me. She had been big in the marketplace here in technology. She was the vice president of strategy of a big technology firm. And she was now on the other side. She was selling her services, and she needed to get back in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Sat down with her, and now we're reconnected. And it was many decades since I last saw her. You can do that. That's advanced search. Number two, join one group. How many here belong to groups? So all of you belong to groups. Now, do you belong to the right group or not? Is this the best group for business for you? We can join all kinds of groups. And I'm in LinkedIn Chicago, and I don't know what that does for me. I don't know if anyone else here is in LinkedIn Chicago. It sounded great. They, they, they do all kinds of things, but it hasn't done anything for me. Find a group, and you can do a search in the group for whatever you want to look for within your area and determine which group you want to be in, then ask to be in the group. And if you're in the group, then I get to number three, reply to questions and ask questions. That is the way you get to know people in LinkedIn. So if somebody asks a question and you reply, they may reply to you and you may have a chat then and find that you have some commonalities and you like this person you want this person to be part of your database and your contact list, and all of a sudden, you're linked into them, and they could be a great connector for you. They could be part of your business. Who knows what they can become? And this is what I did. One of the things that I did with questions and answers to a couple of the groups I'm in, I asked the question, how do you get leads from LinkedIn? I had 25 people respond. 
And three of those, I had some people I had talked to in a while who were clients actually, who responded, or ex-clients. And then there were three people who responded who I then had a discussion with. Now we are continuing to discuss and, and be linked in together. So questions and answers are very powerful to identify who you have a common, common linkage with. So those are my three. Great, thank you very much, Gary. Um, and Gary will be talking obviously more about uh, LinkedIn and his uh, in his breakout session later, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, now Sharon uh, is gonna discuss social media, networking, and your job search. Um, a job search, and, and people who have heard me talk about this before know that I believe that a job search is really the process of you marketing your most important asset, which is yourself. And as in any type of marketing that, that you do, whether it's marketing a property or marketing a service, networking is really key to that. And in, in a job search, there is nothing that is more important than networking. I, I think something like 80% of people find their next job not through an ad and not through a search firm but from talking to their friends and talking to people who know people and connecting with people who can connect you with others and uh, the, the various forms of social networking have really elevated that networking to the next highest level and uh, can give you access where you never would have had access before. So social networking is a very important tool of networking, but that will bring you closer to the next level of people and closer to that possible opportunity. Um, my, my, uh, one of the very important points that I'd like to make, and I think this is inherent in what we say, but I, but I feel like I need to say it, is that social networking does not take the place of personal contacts. And the the ultimate goal is for you to establish a personal contact with an individual, not just to be linked in and to be emailing back and forth with each other, but really to establish that personal connection which can lead you to, to an opportunity or to an ultimate job. But social networking and using LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and all of the, the various tools that we now have at our disposal can help you throughout the search process uh, some of the some of the connections we we've talked about are obvious. You 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 learn who is at that company that you might be interested in going to, but I think that um, one aspect of of using these very social media is that they perform a very important market research kind of a function, and if you. Are, if you hear about a position or you hear about somebody who might know something about a position, using LinkedIn, using various forms of social networking can give you the market research you need to be able to move further along in the search process. So that's one thing I think we'll talk about more when we're, when we're in the breakout sessions. I know we're, uh, you know, we're pressed for time. But my three important points, and Gary was the one who told yeah. us that we should make three <laughs> points. So here they are that the job search is a marketing effort, and in that, uh, because it is a marketing effort, using social media as a, as a way to market yourself is, number one, important. Number two, social networking is a tool that will bring you closer to that job. And number three is that social networking can be used throughout the search process, not just to, to make that initial connection, but as a market research tool and throughout the process in many different ways, which we will explore later.
Thank you. Thank you, uh, Sharon. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Margie. Um, I'll briefly kind of wrap things up, and then we're going to take some questions. Um, the uh, you know, in terms of kind of tying all this together, again, it, it, it gets to this idea that you know, it's 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 an opportunity. There's resources available, but there it's a new frontier. You know, what do you use? How do you use it? What's going to be effective? What's not? You know, um, certain amount of you know, uh, just trepidation associated with anything new. Um, you don't want to waste your time. You know, we all, um, you know, time is uh, time is valuable. Um, and you also want to put, you know, the right brand out there to follow on, you know, Margie's point. So, you know, hopefully through the, you know, the discussion uh, and also the breakouts, um, be able to provide a little bit more information on, on, you know, what what can work, how it can work, and how you can find uh, sort of your niche within this. Um, you know, one of the points that uh, Margie made was about, you know, being authentic. I think that's very important. Um, you know, I think a lot of important points, but that jumped out to me because I think that when you're throwing yourself out there, you know, you, you don't want to try to be someone you're not uh, because whether it's, you know, typed in a message or, you know, in person, you know, you, you can you can uh, you can see through that and you don't ultimately want to lose credibility because once you lose credibility, you've lost a lot. That's a very hard thing to get back. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of uh, what Gary's talking about, as I think Dan teed up for me, um, I've gone through a change recently. I moved from a very large law firm, um, a partner in the real estate group, to starting my own business, uh, Brownfield Management Associates, which um, actually, to follow on Gary's point, uh, resulted from um, networking. Um, and, you know, basically, colleagues that I'm doing this with are people who I met through various aspects of my business and uh, ultimately we decided that our you know best opportunity and, and the thing that really made the most sense for us was to band together and create this business so you know it, it's something that develops over time and I think you know I've known these folks for a long time and it wasn't until just recently that it all gelled so I guess my point there is that you want to get out you want to meet people you want to make contacts because you never know when that's all going to come together in the right way for you. Um, before we, uh, before we uh, leave this session and take uh, questions from the audience, and again, we don't have a lot of time, uh, we were going to uh, have each of our panelists answer a quick question. And I do mean quick because I know Jeanette is going to uh, give me the high <laughs> sign here. Any, any second, yes. The question is, um, and brief answers to follow, what will business-to-business -business so, uh, social media look like Five years from now, and I think that's interesting uh, because where we go is, you know, wide open. Uh, Margie, what do you think? Um, you know, and forgive me for those of you who were here two weeks ago because you're going to hear this twice, but I think that five years from now we are going to think of social media tools that are very scary right now, and just like now we think of Google and email. They are going to be a part of everyday business. Just you're gonna you're gonna go to your desk and you're going to look at these things, and everyone in the company is going to participate in one way or another in their own way, and uh, it's going to be very integrated into the fabric of the business world. And that's that's genuinely what I expect in five years. I don't know exactly what that will look like because you know my crystal ball is broken, but <laughs> um, but I, I firmly believe that the uh, people who are getting to know this now are going to be very grateful for that and there's going to be a big payoff for that in a few years. You're well positioned. I agree. Gary? Communications. This is all about communications, how we communicate with each other. We're much more effective and efficient. 
And I'm looking for the time, I don't know if it's five years from now or 100 years or whatever, when we have a chip in our head. And the chip is going to be able to remember and have everything. And I'm just going to have to think things. And all of a sudden, it's going to be able to communicate to everyone. Pull a earlobe or something like that. I don't care, earlobe, head, <laughs> hand, and, and whatever it is. And you're looking forward to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that way you won't have so many gadgets to carry around, right? Just, it's all right up there. Sharon, what do you think? Well, in, in the job search, uh, I, I think this is a, an invaluable tool. And uh, I, I, I think that I, I like the way Margie thinks because I do believe that this will become just part of the way we do work and the way we look for jobs. And it will become part of just the way we network every day. Uh, real quick follow-on. Is there going to be a backlash at any point? I mean, I, I run into some people who every now and then say, this is driving me crazy, all this, you know, yeah. Twitter and, you know, Facebook and this and that. And there is so much of it. There's so much swirling around the social media. Um, you know, could there be any kind of backlash where people mm -hmm. just say, you know what, not today. I'm going to go back to the handwritten notes. We were talking earlier in the breakout <laughs> session about yeah. how valuable, you know, it is and how well-received it is when you actually get a handwritten note these days. It's like, you know, you put it up on the, you know, on your desk and you practically <laughs> want to frame it. Like, wow, this person really cares. They took the time. Um, so any, any backlash? I know we're running a little bit late, but. No, I don't think there's going to be backlash. We're just going to be better at what we do. Yes, we're going to need to be able to touch people. And so in our daily lives, we're going to say we're doing all this stuff virtually, but we still need to get out and touch people. So I think that's the only thing people are going to say. you got to get out and touch people sometimes. Okay, uh, with that, I know we uh, want to keep moving, so uh, why don't we open it up to, uh, to you all. Do you have specific questions? Yes? Uh, just very quickly, how much time do each of you spend on social media every week now, and what do you do? Huh. Who wants to uh, take that one? I can, I can start. What I should do, which, which I think people want to do, is spend an hour every day on this. I don't. I may spend an hour a week. I look at LinkedIn every day. I've started to look at Facebook a little bit, but uh, I need to look at what's going on. When I look in LinkedIn, I see what my whole community is doing. I see who they're inviting in. I see what they're talking about. I, I see what's going on very, very quickly. So that's where I am at this point in time. I, I use LinkedIn as, as a research tool now, and I do respond uh, whenever anybody sends me um, a, uh, a request, and I get, because of what I do, I get many. And I don't, I don't respond positively to everyone. I have to know that person. I have to have a connection at this point because I just, I can't just open up, open up the floodgates. Um, I would say uh, maybe an hour a week, uh, depending on what's happening. And I, I would say an hour a day on social media activities that are not directly related to services that my firm provides. Now, obviously, since we do this professionally and we provide training and things like that, I dedicate probably a different amount of time to social media than a typical business professional would. Um, but aside from the professional services that we offer, I think it's about an hour a day, so about five hours a week. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the moderator. I don't know if you care about my opinion, but <laughs> I probably, um, you know, I probably, um, you know, in any given week, I'd say, you know, three, three, four hours, something like that. I focus primarily on LinkedIn, and that's actually a relatively new thing for me. I mean, for a long time, you get the invitations, and frankly, I didn't know what to do with it. And I think I mentioned during the last session, I, I actually got serious and did what Gary was describing, you know, put my, uh, you know, my contacts into LinkedIn, sent out a bunch of invitations, and just like he's saying, it's amazing how many, um, you know, 
links came back and you know where that um, you know that I think will be a valuable tool for me going forward and I'm looking forward to exploring it um, in a way that I really haven't um, up to this point. Could I, could I circle back on that, though? And just a comment on the question. It's a good question. I think it's good for everyone to kind of ask around and see what your peers are doing and, you know, how much time are you spending on it and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, the best social media strategy for any one person is the one that you will implement consistently. So it doesn't matter if you don't go into your social media tools every single day. If you consistently do it three times a week or two times a week, then you will build up a consistent presence and people will know what to expect from you and you will gather people who you're connected with and they'll know what is going on there. That is both the most important rule of social media and the absolutely most difficult one to maintain because we're all going to have those weeks when it's really difficult to be consistent with whatever strategy you've decided on. But if, you know, pick one, stick to it. That's so, Adam, I want to end off with, I know we're ending it off with Please. one thing for everybody to think about. <laughs> and that is, what if somebody came up to you and asked you, what is your three-year strategic plan for social network strategy? You wouldn't have it, probably. What is your one-year strategic plan for social network strategy? We're going to need to have that. What is your strategy for social, for no social network strategy? And that's something to think about. It is, and to do that, though, you have to know what social networking is, what social media is, and that's what these sessions that's are about, to try do. to give you a foundation to figure that out, and then you can call Gary about yeah. figuring out your plan. Yeah. Renata. Yeah. Always evolving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's really, I, I don't want to take anyone's answer, but my, my, my reaction is that, you know, by taking that step and already, you know, learning certain things about it, you're that much better positioned and well-equipped to, um, to, to, to evolve with it, because there will be an evolution. I mean, it's all kind of happening in real time. I mean, the Twitter phenomenon just, you know, kicked in. I mean, I, I thought we were done with LinkedIn and Facebook, and then Twitter, <laughs> boom, you know? And what's next? I mean, I don't know what it's like. Maybe Gary's chipping the head, you know? Um, but, uh, but, you know, bottom line is by taking the step and learning about these things and figuring out effective ways of utilizing those, um, I think it provides that foundation, that platform for you to um, evolve with it and, and be more effective than maybe other people who are waiting and hanging back. And sure, Scott. What, what do you consider success? How much time? It's the measurement question, and my answer is I don't know. I only wish I knew, and I could say I feel good about it, but right now we haven't, I don't, I don't know a really good way to measure it. Yes, if I have sales from it or leads from it, but I feel good if people connect with me and then I can connect with them and maybe I call them up and, and go from there. I don't have a measurement right now. Does it make you happy? <laughs> right. Does it make you feel warm inside? Measurement question, though, for traditional networking as well. Sure. How many client lunches and what other events does it take to generate a business lead? Right. Can I add something to that, though? For some people, 
the measurement of success does not have anything to do with sales. And I think it's important to remember that. You know, th that some people are salespeople, other people are going to measure it in different ways, and you have to measure it based on your own role and your own objectives. So, and okay. before Cornet. <laughs> yes. There's, there's a. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely great yeah. point. And in fact, Gary's but, the first one I'll tell you, you know, it, it's about giving first mm -hmm. and, you know, not, you know, not expecting or anticipating something's going to come right back to you. It's giving virtually unconditionally um, that allows these things to flow back because, you know, if you're doing it, you know, clearly um, with this sort of mindset of I'm, you know, I, I want to take and I'm giving just so I can get back, people are not going to respond to that. It's a great point because the key is ask questions and listen without interrupting and give before you get. It's the key to building relationships. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's the essence of the, what I talked about in terms of building your content and having something to offer. That's what you're giving. You're giving that out to the world. You're putting yourself out there saying, I'm going to, you know, give you this. I'm going to give you these links. I'm going to give you these articles. I'm going to give you my knowledge and understanding. And then, hopefully, not only do you get back in volume, but you also get back something related to what you gave you know hopefully it's something that's relevant to you and LinkedIn for example gives you an opportunity to give um, recommendations and things mm -hmm. like that that will be valuable to others so again within these systems look for opportunities to use the sort of internal value opportunities yeah.